You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Welcome to episode 6 of Tell Me Something Good, the podcast, and I am your host, Nathaniel Lee. Look, it's been two weeks, that's right, two weeks since I last spoke to you guys, and I just want to say it's glad. I'm glad to be back among the land of the living. Look, it wasn't two weeks because of negligence. It wasn't two weeks because I just had other things to do. It wasn't two weeks simply because... I decided to postpone this. No, I take these podcasts very seriously. I take you guys very seriously. You have become my family. However, I, um, well, you know, life will happen to you. And, well, I got sick and I got really, really sick. In fact, during those two weeks in which I wasn't publishing my podcast, in which you haven't heard from me, I was actually so sick to the point where it was... Um, not certain that I might, that I would survive. In fact, at one point, I almost didn't. Well, I did, and I am doing well. And in fact, I am doing better now after that crisis than I was prior to the crisis. But let me take a moment to say this. Let me take a moment to say this. Because during the time of my sickness, um, during the time in which I couldn't do much for myself and I was standing in the shadows of death, quite, quite literally, uh, friends and family stepped up. And I am so... That's, that, those are the times in which you realize what you have is when, you, when you're about to leave it or when you're in a crisis mode. That's when people become... Um, it, it, everything crystallizes and you begin to see with more clarity who's who. And I got to see my friends. My cousin Tamika stepped up and bought me um, the things that I needed. My mother and stepdad, they they dropped stuff off. And, you know, even, even in the time of quarantine, you know, they really showed up. I had friends who, who prayed for me. They, they maybe couldn't or, or some suggested, asked, could they do things? But I was, I was fine. I was fine. You know, the only thing I really needed, because my family stepped up, the only thing I needed that I couldn't do was I needed to convalesce. And so there was people who asked me, could, I, could they do anything? And, uh, you know, all I needed really was prayer. And so I don't take that lightly because I believe the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I think that there are much more things wrought by prayer than this world knows of. I do not take it for granted. So I'm going to say to my cousin Tamika Butts and to my mother and my stepdad and to the many, many friends. I don't want to get into naming names because that's when you get into trouble, when you leave somebody out. And there's been so many. I don't want to leave anybody out. But I just want to say, wow, I was able to, to, to really make it through this thing, had everything I needed, and the show of support was phenomenal. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that had a lot to do with my rapid, and I would dare say miraculous, recovery. You know, I believe that that response and that outpouring of love and, and the prayers, I think that may have had a lot to do with the fact that now I'm bouncing back, I'm working, I'm, I'm engaged in some community events, I've returned to writing. You know, I think that had a lot to do with it. So if you're one of those people, my many friends and many family members who showed up, 
Look, I really appreciate you. And now on to our segment of Tell Me Something Good, episode six. I am back, and look, usually I step all over my 15-minute self-imposed timeline. Look, I'll go 15, 20, 25 minutes. But today, because I'm newly back, I am going to keep this podcast, uh, not not including the intro and the outro, but I'm going to keep this at uh, 15 minutes because you know I, I miss you guys and I don't want to I don't want to overrun your time and etc. It's been two weeks and I just want to spill it. But uh, let me say this: one of the good things and uh, I wanted to report was there was a lot of crime and and um, I'm cover the Philadelphia area and um, surrounding areas and in Philadelphia there's wide sweeping crime. I mean, children are losing their lives, and uh, uh, people are afraid to leave their homes. I mean, it has really become a crisis. And you might say, well, this is tell me something good. You bring us good news. Well, I, I, I had to put this good news that I am about to share with you in context. So I had to put the bad out there first to bring you the good so you can understand the good. <clears throat> Uh, now, in in one of the things when I came back when I after after I got off of my sick bed and was able to get out, I covered sixty uh, first on Lansdowne in Philadelphia, and I'm aware some of you are not from Philadelphia, and this podcast covered places uh, uh, probably around the nation, around the world, thanks to the World Wide Web. But uh, I, I covered. Uh, Brother Atiba Kawage is a local organizer in West Philadelphia and surrounding areas, and he opened what was called the Revolutionary uh, Community Center, Revolutionary Vision, I apologize, Revolutionary Vision Community Center, right there at 61st and Lansdowne, um, in, in, in an area that really needs resources, in an area that really needs services. Well, you know, there are a lot of elected officials, there are a lot of um, grants being thrown around in Philadelphia, but the problems continue to persist. The same people get the grants uh, with no measurable outcome, you know, no measurable improvements in the communities. It's like um, who's who. And the ones that the politicians like get the grants. You know, the ones that got their names out there and they're the friends of a friend of a friend of a politician. And therefore, the community continued to get worse. Well, Brother Atiba Kowazi and his team not only opened up revolutionary Vision Community Center, but they actually took a building that was sitting there for some time. They rented the building and they transformed, physically transformed the building, putting in the offices, putting in the materials. Out of that, they distribute food to the community. Out of that, they provide not only food and resources, but they have actually have job training. They have job training in, right there in that facility. Now, this man is not a politician. This man is not uh, 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 some some other official working with the state, or he is just a regular person, a community advocate who saw a need, stepped up, organized other people. Well, I, he held a press conference the other day in which he, he he appealed to the community to support his efforts to challenge the local authorities to to come to the table when it comes to the issue of gun violence. And so, I I, I just love this story. Right after that, that next day, they held a job fair. Now, this is COVID-19, folks. There's co- it's COVID-19 out there. Jobs are at a record low. The economy, thank goodness, is beginning to improve. Jobs are beginning to, uh, employment is in, the employment rate is improving. Uh, but 
people need jobs. And so uh, Brother Atiba Kawazi and his team, and, and, and there's a number of them. It's, I'm, I'm mentioning his name because I know him personally. And, um, that's, but that's only one name. There are so many people who took part in that effort um, in, in, the, in the Revolutionary Community Center, in the uh, job fears, and et cetera. So I thought that was an amazing thing. I said, I have to bring this information to, the, to you guys because um, it's an example of what one person can do. Do not despise small beginnings. Well, now Brother Kowazi and Revolutionary Community Center, um, they're getting some of the recognition that they well deserve. And, um, you know, I, I, I just wanted to share that with you, what one person can do. If you have a vision, if you have a dream of serving the community, look, I, I, I always tell people, I would rather go to my local community organizer than I would my state rep. I would rather bring my issues to a community advocate with their feet on the ground than I would my local council person. I'm not saying that to demean state reps and council people and all of that, but I know if I go to a person like uh, Brother Atiba and the other grassroots community organizers and advocates, I'm going to get things done. I'm going to get things done. And even if they have to rub elbows with the local authorities, then they do so backed with the support of the community because they're on the ground. The community actually sees them. <laughs> and so they know not to treat them lightly. Look, you're going to run again, and you're going to come across people like them, and you're going to need their support. So they know not to treat them um, like they're like they're light. And so um, that was one of the things that I wanted to report. I take my... I really applaud the Revolutionary Community Center, Revolutionary Vision Community Center. I am going to get that name right. I applaud them and all of the many community advocates out there who are doing significant things in their community. Look, I am telling you, you may not get recognition. They might give their grants in places like Philadelphia and other municipalities to the people who they know. But I'm telling you now. Your work is not in vain. Your work is not in vain. And to those who are not advocates but appreciate the work that they do, look, support them. They need support. They're not getting the grants. They're not getting the, the, the resources that they need. Um, but we can support them directly. They come to us. They're on the ground. We see them every day. They're in our communities. Let's support the work that they do financially. And not just finance. When we think of support, we often think of... Um, financial support. Well, there's... You know, they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all.
There's also volunteer. They need work. I just finished a cleanup, Southwest Philadelphia cleanup, South, Southwest Philly cleanup. And um, it's it's really based out of Perfect Place Real Estate in West Philadelphia. And um, they do a phenomenal job. And that's my next story. And now that we're talking about community advocates, now Perfect Place Real Estate has what they call a 40 acres free tour. And that's Every two weeks, they get online and they share information uh, of, to people who are potential homeowners, how to get a home, how to, uh, how to maintain your home, how to find resources to get a home, or if you have a home, to maintain your home, how to utilize the equity in your home, um, credit building and um, credit repair, things like that. And it's all for free every two weeks. They have a community corner, which I, yours truly, I, I host. And um, when we talk about issues, the last week we, we spoke about um, home ownership um, in the African-American community here in the United States. Um, home ownership, it wasn't good news. It was not good news. But it was news that the um, perfect place, real estate, the 40 acres free tour, we call it, uh, it, it is called, that we bought you because it's good that we need to know we can't prepare for what we don't know and we don't know what to do if we don't have the, the information to work with. And so people like that, um, efforts like that bring us the information that we need. And so I was so, I'm so pleased with them. But not only that, they get on, the, sure, they sell houses. And, and look, if you want to patronize them, but look, I support it. Patronize those who are doing things in your community, who are doing things more than just taking your money. But last week, um, a matter of fact, not last week, yesterday, we took part. And by that, by we, I mean Perfect Place Real Estate. And um, they took part in a community cleanup. Now, in southwest Philadelphia, there's a park at 64th and Elmwood. And again, some of you are not from uh, Philadelphia. Some of you are from um, different areas. But it applies because wherever you go, you're in a com- you're a part of a community, and the the whole wholesomeness of that community will directly and and or indirectly impact your life. So there's a particular part, sixty four park on sixty fourth and Elmwood, which I've I've always thought was deplorable. There's um, people throw bags of rotted meat. They go, they throw their garbage out there instead of putting it out on their front to be picked up by the sanitation the street team every week. They'll throw it in the park. Um, but children play there. People will walk their dogs and not clean up after their waste. And the children come afterwards and play in it. There's broken glass galore there. There's basketball courts that are littered and are filled with garbage that the children play in. Well, the the team of Perfect Place Real Estate went out there and... Uh, go on my Facebook page, you'll see some of the before and after pictures, or even better, um, go on a Perfect Place Real Estate or 40 Acres Free Tour, either one of those pages, uh, 40 Acres Free Tour, and you will see some before and after pictures. The results were phenomenal. These guys got out there. Now, let me say this. In Philly, the week prior, they had um, Philly's Street Cleanup, a big thing where people get out and they take their pictures. Well, Perfect Place Real Estate went out the week afterwards, <laughs> and they got the job done with a team, with their with their crew, and with their and with a few volunteers. 
I'm going to say this because my 15 minutes is, over, is almost done. I participate in three or four, maybe five community cleanups. Some on community, uh, Philly street cleaning day. Um, some just regular cleanups. Just people just decide to get out and clean. This is the first time I've ever in my life, and I've seen this done twice, and it was both times with Perfect Place Real Estate, where they clean up and members of the community themselves where members of the community themselves come stop and say, look, I'm going home. I'm going to drop off my groceries. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm coming back and actually come back. I have participated in cleanups in North Philly, South Philly, West Philly. Usually the participants are outsiders and um, they come in and they bring volunteers, youth volunteers, and et cetera, while the community are either indoors or watch. That has been, over the last 13 years I've been doing this, that has been the trend. Perfect Place Real Estate, for some reason, there's something about them that when they get out there and clean, members of the community come out and join them. I have never seen that done before, and this is the second time I've seen that done. So there's something special about Perfect Place Real Estate. There's something special about them that attracts people. They get out there, and it's so organic that people in the communities in which they clean, in which they participate, actually join in to the beautification of their own neighborhoods. Look, my 15 minutes is up. I I said I was going to keep this to 15 minutes. I'm still convalescent. I'm doing much better for those of you who were concerned about me. And look, we're going to get this podcast thing together. We're going to get it together. Uh, I'm going to bring you more news, more information. Don't forget to tune in wherever you are, whether you're in Philadelphia, surrounding areas, or wherever you are, to Word Radio. That's W-U-R-D 900 AM and its sister station, 96.1 FM. But you can also check us out on Word Word Radio 900. You can live stream us. Just Google it and, and stream us live. Um, every first and third, every first and third Friday of the month, there's "Tell Me Something Good," the radio segment. That's right, the radio segment. That's where this all began. Every first and third Friday of the month at two twenty-five, uh, Brother Shabari Show, um, Word Radio nine hundred AM, ninety-six point one FM, and we will bring you interviews. We will bring you positive and uplifting, motivational, encouraging news um, for you to take with you throughout your week. You know, not. Um, I, I, I'm in journalism. I have to turn the news off. I'm on a strict news diet now. It's just only but so much death, destruction, fires, havoc that you can hear. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Look, go on a diet. Know what's going on in your community. Yes. Know what's happening, but please don't be overwhelmed by a tsunami of bad news because it will steal your hope. It will steal your hope, and that's what you don't want to happen. Look, check me out on Facebook as Nathaniel Lee. Check me out on Instagram at Nate Lee Writes. That's at Nate Lee, my name, at Nate Lee Writes, W R I T E S. And um, look, I will be more regular now that I am well and I am up and about. And again, I thank all of you who prayed for me. And I'm looking forward to seeing you, talking to you all next week. And as always, don't bring me no bad news. Don't let it bring me-